welcome to another episode of That's So Dot Dot Dot. Today I'm joined with Chelsea from Chelsea the Celiac on Instagram. And we're going to be discussing Self.com's profile article and YouTube interview with Gina Rodriguez. you might recognize as Jane from the hit TV show, Jane the Virgin. And Gina, like you, Chelsea, has a diagnosis of Hashimoto's disease. Yeah. We have an interview with you, Chelsea, which hasn't come out before this episode, but it will be coming out in the following few weeks. So if people want to know more about your journey with Hashimoto's, it will all be there. A bit of background on self.com because that's where both of these interviews are. They say on their website that their mission is to be wellness you can trust and they reach over 20 million people across their channels each month which includes their website, their video content and all of their social media which is pretty big stuff because 20 million people is like five New Zealands. (laughs) Let's just quickly, Chelsea, if you don't mind, would you be able to quickly describe what Hashimoto's disease is? Yeah, so Hashimoto's disease is a thyroid autoimmune disease. And so with Hashimoto's, your body attacks your thyroid and it is diagnosed through TPO or antithyroid globulin antibodies or both. And what's interesting about it is a lot of studies show that around 90% of hypothyroid cases actually are due to Hashimoto's. However, many people with hypothyroidism are not diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And you can have Hashimoto's and not be hypothyroid. So that's the category that I am in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am not on any thyroid medication. I'm not hypothyroid. But I have had Hashimoto's for the last 21 years. I was diagnosed when I was nine. Yeah. And another thing that kind of goes with it is you often have a thyroid goiter. Your thyroid is swollen and it depends on, because your body's attacking it, yeah. um, <laughs> depends on uh, who you are, you know, how big it is. It is like mine is noticeable. It's about two and a half times the size. And so like I see it all the time in pictures, Mm -hmm. um, depending on my angle. But again, uh, it depends on who you are. Yeah. And that also must be something that Gina Rodriguez must also think about. Like if you're noticing it in pictures, I can't even imagine what this must be like when you're a superstar with 4.2 million followers on Instagram and you're on TVs everywhere. Right. (laughs) So should we talk about the video first? Yeah. So the video is titled Jane the Virgin Star Gina Rodriguez opens up about Hashimoto's disease and her superpower. And it's part of Self's video series called Beneath the Surface where they pair two strangers together that have the same condition and they talk through their experiences, which is a really cool idea. I haven't actually watched any of their other videos except this one, but I'm keen to research more about it. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I really liked that the person that was interviewing her also had Hashimoto's yeah. and they had that to connect on. They start the video by listing a bunch of symptoms of Hashimoto's. And when I was watching it with my mum, she was like, 
oh my God, that could be so many things. There are so many symptoms. There, are, Yeah, there are a lot of symptoms. I wrote down the ones that I know that I have dealt with mm-hmm. throughout the years. But like the anxiety, I think is the biggest one for me is I know, like, I started having panic attacks when I was like four. And I think it's probably related to whatever was going on with my thyroid it's so interesting how related everything is and Mm -hmm. Gina was talking a lot and the person interviewing as well who I cannot remember her name but what I thought was really interesting is that yeah they were talking about depression being Mm -hmm. a side effect of the Hashimoto's is that something that you've experienced as well as the anxiety no I have not experienced depression I mean I've you know experienced mourning and sadness and you know situation typical situations but I am lucky in that I have not experienced the depression aspect Mm -hmm. but the anxiety aspect is something that symptom I've dealt with my entire life there's always that fine line of do you think the anxiety is brought on because of the Hashimoto's and the autoimmune condition or is it the anxiety brought on because you have an autoimmune condition and the things (laughs) that go with that yeah I think that I think that's interesting because like sometimes you know it's a symptom in a lot of autoimmune diseases anxiety but then maintaining your health with an autoimmune disease is also anxiety inducing. So it's really, yeah, yeah, it's (laughs) difficult to, uh, you know, get that down. Gina says that she was told when she was 19 that she would never have a child by an endocrinologist. And I know that the listeners haven't listened to your interview yet, but it made me think about our chat when you were talking about having an endocrinologist and then perhaps not quite resonating with them anymore and you have a new one now Mm -hmm. and I thought it was interesting that she had gone through something similar because then when she was like and understandably (laughs) I do not see that endocrinologist anymore yeah definitely mine was not because of that it was because she was kind of irritated by me complaining about my symptoms like it was just kind of like I don't like my thyroid test perfect except for these antibodies but I'm experiencing all these symptoms. And she was like, well, you shouldn't be. I was like, but I am. And she basically was just like, if you're going to complain about it, we'll just remove your thyroid, which I thought was a very harsh reaction, Mm. especially because aside from the antibodies, it functioned perfectly. and, And it can take a while when you're on thyroid medication to get it, your thyroid functioning where you need it to be. And that's going back to the whole fertility issue, really important when you are trying to conceive and having a healthy pregnancy. And so it just didn't make sense to me that someone would tell a 20-year-old, just the age that I was when we had that conversation, 2021, that, you know, we'll just remove it if you're complaining. (laughs) It's like, well, in the future, I'd like to have children and I don't want to be trying to figure out my thyroid medication while I'm doing that. Yeah, it sounds like there's just a bunch of misinformation that goes around Mm -hmm. whenever people get diagnosed with something like Hashimoto's. Yeah. And it was interesting that even when you're a superstar, you're still Mm -hmm. susceptible to this misinformation from these specialists. They talk a lot about diet and nutrition, and I felt like the interview went really fast and it was definitely more one-sided. I didn't really (laughs) learn too much about the lady interviewing Gina. It was... Gina sort of 
just going off on a tangent about her nutrition and learning about food Mm -hmm. should we talk more about that because I was saying before that I don't know if I was watching the video with a preconceived conception or idea because it did come across as though it was a little bit like well that's fine when you're a tv star and you can eat really good food but it didn't feel too sustainable I think she was self-aware I think she did realize that she was quite privileged but yeah did you ever go down the nutrition path yeah so I agree with you that I think I think she even mentions in the interview her privilege in being able to Mm. do that and having all these resources at her hands because of where she is financially But yes, so something interesting is one of the suggestions uh, to help with Hashimoto's is a gluten-free diet. Um, And so that's nice for me because having celiac disease, I'm obviously on a gluten-free diet. They also suggest dairy-free. So my naturopath has me on a dairy-free diet. That's new in the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see how it affects my antibody levels. My naturopath is very anti-cutting out whole food groups like dairy, unless there is a tangible reason that's research-based. Yeah. So definitely trust her with that. I don't suggest cutting out food groups to anyone unless you have, you know, the guidance of a medical professional or dietitian, Mm -hmm. someone who knows their stuff more than your ability to Google, right? But I think it has been nice. The celiac diet is research. There's research to show that it helps with Hashimoto's treatment. I do remember like seven years ago, I bought a juicer because I (laughs) read about this woman online. So, you know, when I say I suggest you don't Google and just like go off of blogs and talk to your medical professional, it's also because I've been the person who Googles (laughs) and doesn't talk to my medical professional uh, when I was younger. And I went through this like juicing phase because of this, you know, blogger that I was reading about and how she like cured her Hashimoto's. And again, I think you can really change the trajectory of your Hashimoto's through diet. But again, with a medical professional, and it's a huge privilege, right? Because healthy food is generally more expensive. Uh, It a lot of people who go the food route with Hashimoto's, uh, it's very big on organic only organic food and it's not just that but like the beauty and hair products that you use being paraben and sulfate free and all these things that they have found to be endocrine disruptors so it has uh, like these little changes it's essentially lifestyle changes that you you make and again a lot of people have found success with that but it takes you back to you have to be able to afford to do to be able to afford to do that you know yeah which highlights again privilege absolutely it must have worked for her because she makes a pretty bold statement she Mm -hmm. says nutrition has changed my life yes it's all about how you feed your body do you think that that is dramatic or do you think that that could be true with Hashimoto's I think that could be true probably with any autoimmune Mm -hmm. um especially with Hashimoto's and the thyroid, definitely. Especially if you're going celiac or gluten-free, that does add up. I don't know what the prices are like over in America, but here it's like almost double or triple what you would be paying for 
the gluten version of things. Yeah, yeah. I, my husband and I were just talking about how we probably spend like $500 more a month in groceries to fit my dietary needs yeah. in comparison to other like friends that we have that have the same, you know, a similar type of household. And that's a lot of money. You know, that's six thousand yeah. dollars over a year yeah and then you know add in like if you're going out to eat it's always going to be an upcharge for gluten-free or mm-hmm. you know generally an upcharge it's always nice when you walk into a restaurant and yes. <laughs> but it's rare but yeah I think that good nutrition aspect is it's so easy to say that that is helpful and I think it is I think good nutrition can will make or break your Hashimoto's treatment. But you have to consider that good nutrition is not attainable for everyone in every circumstance. In the interview, whether they said it, we don't know, but it's not shown in the video interview. They don't specifically say exactly what diet Gina is Mm -hmm. following or what she is doing. And the person interviewing has only been diagnosed with Hashimoto's for like two and a half weeks. Yeah. Do you think that talking about diet that early into a diagnosis would be helpful? I do think it would be helpful. I think maybe don't bombard, like, yeah. remo- you know, like change your diet slowly. I mean, and le- I mean, depending on the person you are, right? Some people like to jump right in and that's what works best for them. For me, I would need a slow change to be able to have it be sustainable yeah but I do think that was a good a good conversation point for her to have with someone who is newly diagnosed is you know diet and nutrition changes can really be helpful but there are so many other things that go with Hashimoto's and also again stressing that it should be done with a medical professional overseeing it. Yeah. When I was first diagnosed with MS, I jumped straight into the diet thing because I think I just needed to feel like I was controlling Mm -hmm. this diagnosis in some way. And I was like, MS is a inflammatory type autoimmune disease and everything's inflamed. And that's why I'm suffering through this relapse at the moment. And so I was like, I'm going to cut out salt. I'm going to cut out sugar because all of these things are inflammatories and no alcohol. And I'm going on this diet that a professor in Australia decided was amazing. And there's no saturated fat and I'm not going to eat chocolate anymore. And then I really just committed to that for probably like a month. And then I realized that that was not actually helping me process the diagnosis. (laughs) But it's so true. Every person in every condition like and their every person with their relationship with their condition is going to be different too and I think it was really eye-opening for me in the interview when they read out all of the symptoms Mm -hmm. that it was like yeah two people with Hashimoto's could have two very completely different realities yeah yeah and that of course diet might work for one and might not work for the other person because the symptoms can be completely different mm-hmm. as well. I think I think they did say something about everybody is different. I felt like that was really accentuated in the interview. Yeah, I, I believe so. And I think it's also important that 
like people know that with Hashimoto's there are specific nutritional and vitamin deficiencies that patients often have. And so determining what, you know, vitamin deficiencies you may have and working on those would be helpful too. In addition to diet or even before changing your diet, see if, you know, getting Mm -hmm. those leveled out helps before completely changing your diet. I just saw that I wrote down a quote that Gina said in the interview. It's along the similar vein of not comparing each other, um, even if we have the same condition. And she said, it makes com- like comparing makes us reflect in a mirror that isn't our own. And I thought that was so beautiful. I wrote that down too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really nice. And I think a good reminder, like I've definitely been on social media and seen other people with Hashimoto's and thought, oh my gosh, like I wish I had that much energy right now, you know? Yeah. But there, one, like it, social media is a highlight reel. And two, there are times where I have that much energy. And so just the fact that I didn't that day, uh, yeah, I think that is really good. The reflect in a mirror that isn't your own, our own. She talks about how she would like to use her platform as an actor to help spread awareness and advocate. Do you think that celebrities talking about this is helpful for the chronic illness community? I think so. I think it. So I'm going to go with yes and no, but mostly yes. Um, (laughs) And I think it is because it brings more awareness to the disease and how one, it can affect anyone. Two, it, you know, allows when they're open with their treatment and stuff, people can understand like, wow, this is really, you know, challenging or, or more in depth than I thought treatment for this situation, this condition would be. But I also think it's important, like what, like with what Gina did, it's important to acknowledge your privilege. Yeah. Especially, I'm in the United States, and especially in the United States, because our healthcare system is extremely, extremely privilege based. Yeah. And Gina's ability to, you know, potentially hire a nutritionist or a dietitian, and you know, switch doctors and find the one that works for her does not happen for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it's important because it brings awareness, like Selena Gomez bringing awareness to lupus and how much that can really affect your life because she had to have a a kidney transplant because of her lupus, right? And But then at the same time, reflecting on, you know, these are the things that I do that have been helpful for me, but knowing that, not everyone's going to be able to do that and kind of being sensitive or empathetic to that. Yeah, and not like trying to promote that this mm-hmm. is what you should do if right. you have this condition because really right. that might not be accessible to so many people. Yeah, or like uh, use it as like an opportunity to like sell specific products like, oh, this like green juice completely yeah. cured me <laughs> of my Hashimoto's and it will completely cure you because even if a person may struggle financially, you hear that you're going to be cured of this autoimmune disease, you might make that financial leap for that, you know, (laughs) and and then be, you know, sorely disappointed when 
a single green juice did not completely cure you. When Selma Blair started talking about being diagnosed with MS and she was on the red carpet with a mobility aid with her walking stick, her cane, I remember seeing those pictures and just feeling so seen and so understood and really comforted that somebody was being so open about this. And then I found that when I started following her on Instagram, it was kind of like well, the reminder of how she was dealing with her diagnosis was really different to how I could deal with my diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I think there is a fine line of, it is, yeah, it's like yes and no. Yeah, it's great for awareness. Yes. But comparing yourself to them, I think, is really difficult. Right, and that, you know, brings us right back to, like, the reflect in a mirror that isn't our own. Exactly. We need to make sure that we are doing our best job to treat our disease the way that's going to help us, but also fits within our life and our ability. Mm. I just had a thought that it could also be kind of detrimental if someone who is so well-known comes out that they have this condition and then they talk about how they're managing it. And then your friends and your loved ones and your family are like reading and watching that and then suddenly you get all of these messages being like have you tried this because this is what this person's doing and it's like oh my god thank you but you haven't done enough research on this yeah that so that's like kind of a a joke in like the celiac community specifically is like when you get that like unsolicited advice about the diet that you need to like live and they're (laughs) like well if you eat this certain sourdough from italy you'll be okay even though it has wheat in it, or like, we have a bakery here that is wonderful. But the amount of people who have told me, I can eat the bread. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I can't. And they're like, no, the way he and then I'm just like, so actually, I used to nanny for him. And I like, I've had this discussion with the owner. And he would, <laughs> he would, he would also tell you that I can't, but I'm glad that you can, with your, your gluten sensitivity, enjoy his bread. Because I agree, <laughs> it's really good. I really miss it. If I could eat it and not get terribly ill or cause damage to my small intestine, I definitely would be. Yeah. But, you know, and so it's just, I, yeah, that's what that made me think of, is the unsolicited uh, advice on how to like treat your celiac that's like completely wrong. I also asked some of the That So Chronic listeners over on Instagram their thoughts on when celebrities have come out and disclosed that they have the same condition as them and this is what they had to say about that. Hi, um, every single time anyone that I like follow on social media, not really like celebs because I feel like I haven't really seen many celebs about it, it is just like the most helpful thing in the entire world. Like hearing people like talk like normally about like breast reductions and like any kind of plastic surgery. It's so cool when people want to talk about it because I'm like, oh, I'm actually not like, yeah, I don't know. Cause I always had a weird thing about it being like a selfish thing to do or like not important. But when people are like, yeah, this like changed my life. I'm like, fuck yeah, it did. I also had some people write to me with their thoughts, including one message that said, as someone with a rare condition, I've never heard of it before. I'd love it if it did happen. Awareness can help massively in so many ways and they have a huge platform. Which then leads me on to another message that I received that said, I think it's good as long as they are spreading awareness and there's no false information. But then there was a message saying this. 
I'm conflicted because they have access to things the majority of us don't. The video ends with Gina talking about Hashimoto's as her superpower, and I'm super interested to know your thoughts on this. It has a name. It has a name, it has a name, and it's gonna be my superpower. It's not gonna be what takes me down, it's gonna be what helps me fly. Um, and the more information I found out, the more knowledgeable I became, the more it became my superpower. Nice. It was really nice to sit across from somebody else that also has the superpower and knows that it's not very easy. So we are a lot stronger than we know. Yes. Yeah. Do you think having a name and being diagnosed with something has helped you fly? I mean, I don't think I would put it that enthusiastically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think... I'm glad to know what is causing, you know, these symptoms that I have. And I think it's kind of weird, though, because, again, I was so young when I was diagnosed. There was, like, I had no idea what was going on. All I knew was that thyroid cancer was ruled out because that's what they were worried about. And I was mm -hmm. like, great, cool. Carried on for 10 years and then saw an endocrinologist and have been more focused on that care. So I don't know if I, I, I really can't say how I feel about my Hashimoto's diagnosis in regards to that statement, but I can say that I felt similarly with my celiac diagnosis yeah. in that now I enjoy food because yeah. I am not getting super sick and I feel like I live a much fuller life because I'm not constantly trying to figure out what the heck is going on with yeah. my body, you know? So I do see where she's coming from, but I can also see why other people in the autoimmune community would be like, what the heck <laughs> kind of statement is that? Yeah. So I, I I do, yeah, I get what where she's coming from, but there's also kind of like, I don't know if I would call it my superpower yeah. because there are days where I really don't feel super with it. No. <laughs> but I do agree on the, you know, comment of like, it has a name. Yeah. And I think it's such a nice positive idea that like you can take this really awful thing, this lifelong diagnosis and change it into your superpower. But I also think that brings us back to the notion of privilege yeah. and being able to treat it and get yourself where you want to be, where you feel good. Mm. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think Gina does, I think we don't see a lot of it in the interview, but I think she is definitely very aware and self-aware Yeah, that she is in a super privileged position. Yeah. Yeah. And she, like, she definitely mentions it. I love her, like, statement one of the quotes that I wrote down is like your body's going to change and that's okay and and she talks about like before her diagnosis and at the beginning of her diagnosis she would fight her body changing yeah and that I really related to and then after her diagnosis and after getting you know her treatment and working through these you know challenging symptoms and figuring out how to combat them she comes to this conclusion of like your body's going to change and that's okay that's you know part of this process and I think that's really nice mm. what do you think about her statement that it's 
her autoimmune disease is a superpower or her superpower. Yeah, I don't, I agree with you. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I agree that the name is amazing. Like Mm -hmm. having a name for a thing and having a name that you can tie up in a little bow and be like, this is why I feel like this Mm -hmm. is really good. And I think knowledge is power. So once you know what it is, you can start researching and try and live your best life. I don't know if it's my superpower, but then in a way it has changed me so much that I cannot imagine where I would be if I didn't have it. So a lot of the time I think like, oh, I just, you know, maybe I think, oh, I wish I didn't have MS. But then at the end of the day, I really am really proud of who I am and I'm really happy with where I am at in my life. And that is a direct relation to being diagnosed with MS. Mm -hmm. because of the changes that I've made and I'm healthier and I'm happier and so in that sense I guess it is kind of been my superpower being diagnosed with this thing and I think I agree with not letting it get you down you can find positives in your life again it's not going to be the end of the world and I think that might be what she's trying to convey that you can fly again after being diagnosed with something yeah but yeah there are still some days where I'm like oh my god can I why me can I I don't want this anymore yeah (laughs) moving on to the article which is titled Gina Rodriguez on Hashimoto's equal pay and learning to fight for herself The actress is taking on Hollywood, taking over her health and taking it one day at a time by Zara Barnes, who is the interim editor-in-chief at Mm self.com. And I thought, well, the article wasn't really about Hashimoto's, like the video that goes along with it was. This was a whole bunch, it was mainly about her life and her career. But I thought that it was really interesting that they used words like waging war on her Hashimoto's and it was quite dramatic at the beginning with this diagnosis yeah yeah and I like I mean I wouldn't say that that statement wage a war is inappropriate like I feel like that is definitely how it feels some days where it's just like yeah why is my body attacking me the thyroid is so important in your body being able to function it's one of the you know, main things that keeps your body going and keeps your body healthy. And so when your body is not seeing that it's this great, you know, piece of you and is instead attacking it, it does. It feels like your body just kind of hates you. One of the big things that's brought up in the article as opposed to the video is about her forgetfulness and memory issues being a symptom of Hashimoto's. And she talks about how she, touch all the wood, luckily, hasn't had any problem remembering her lines as she is an actor. And that's something that she was worried about, but thankfully it hasn't happened. But she said that she'll forget little things, something that her partner, I think her husband, has done for her or said last week. And she can't remember that. And I remember reading and feeling like she did feel quite affected. Mm -hmm about this and was worried that this could impact her relationships with people. Is memory a symptom for you? Yeah. So I have it more in like when I am am talking and I want to say something and then 
like it just happened in our conversation where it just like (laughs) leaves me and I can't bring it back. But I think what's interesting is like this hasn't affected her acting job because, you know, she is a professional line memorizer. I have like a a scary good memory. Mm -hmm. It really weirds people out. And I remember very specific things. I can remember, you know, like what someone wore the first time we met each other and just like things like that. But when it comes to a conversation where when we're just talking, there are times and it doesn't always happen where it just feels like my brain is like, boop. Yep. <laughs> and I it really fumble to get back to where I need to be. And I just, it, it can feel really embarrassing too. It made, I've, I've resonated with what you just said and what she was saying in the article as well, because brain fog can be such a big symptom of MS as well. And I agree, like, I've never had problems remembering lines, remembering my show, or remembering really big important things, but it must just be this other part of my brain, which hasn't had a lot of, like, effort gone into remembering things, and then it'll just go, just poof, like a cloud of smoke, just disappears. Yeah. Another thing in this article that I really resonated with was when Gina talks about the importance of looking after number one, even when you, when you want to help everyone and you want to help advocate mm-hmm. for things. And with this podcast that's so chronic, I have really had to learn the balance of taking time for myself even though I want to just help everybody and share these conversations and I thought that was really cool that the article mentioned that and I think it also made me really realize that yeah these celebrities and these advocates for the chronic illness and disability community Mm -hmm. they're just humans they are just doing their best and it's actually not possible to do everything for everyone yeah and I think It's important that all people, you know, honor what is best for them, you know, mentally and physically, but especially when you're battling an autoimmune disease. Um, And I remember, I think it was like a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago on your Instagram, you were like, hey, I'm going to take a break. Like, I think maybe you weren't going to post your new recording. And I remember thinking, I'm really glad that she's honoring what she needs to do. Like she has this great podcast, but if she has things going on, one, she doesn't owe anyone an explanation, right? (laughs) At least of all the autoimmune community where like, (laughs) we should all understand like taking some time for yourself. But I, I also just loved the, like you just put it so like, you know, this is what's happening, but it was very loving too. And so that, when she talked about that, I kind of thought about you and and that like going through your stories one day and being like, good for her. Good. Yeah. It's so scary because you think that people will forget about you or that um, work won't happen. Like you really want to help people and you're like, people won't be helped if I take some time off. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, it was really cool that the article mentioned that and how you do just have to look after number one, especially when you yourself have something as big as an autoimmune condition, you know? Yeah. Do you think you would recommend reading and watching 
this these segments with Gina Rodriguez on self.com to someone who's just been diagnosed with Hashimoto's? I think so, because I think when you are newly diagnosed, there's like such a whirlwind going on. And I think seeing this, you know, positive mindset with it can be helpful. I might suggest that we watch it together so that we can talk about it after, because I think there are some similar talking points that we have had, you know, like, I think to support someone, I wouldn't just be like, hey, you should watch this. I'd be like, hey, let's watch this together and then talk it over type situation. Yeah, um, that's a great I think point. would be the most helpful. Mm. It can be a little bit bombardy with the nutrition stuff, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Which, but I think everyone meant well by that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But I think it kind of brings us back to like when you were talking about how you just like threw yourself yeah. <laughs> into this and into this, you know, diet. And then a month later, we're like, wait a minute. Yeah. I think so many of us do that, right? We get diagnosed and we're just like, all right, I'm going to do all these things to fix it. <laughs> yeah. But it's not necessarily sustainable when you just throw yourself into something. And I feel like, you know, Gina's had a while to like work through this, which is great. And she's had great resources. And so I think definitely a positive viewing for someone who's newly diagnosed, but also talking with them about like, okay, what steps would help you? Or what did you find helpful in this? Instead of just being like, hey, watch this video. And it felt like a good introduction to Hashimoto's disease as well. There was a few slides of text in the video that was explaining what Hashimoto's is. And I'm really excited to watch the other videos. Yeah, I'm interested in those too. I didn't know that there were other videos. Yeah, I just, I was doing some research and I realized that there was, there's one... There's some about breast cancer, cerebral palsy, and type 2 diabetes so far. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for chatting about this. It's such a huge topic. I feel like we could talk even more about celebrities and their privilege and their (laughs) conditions. But we might leave it here today and I'll link everything in the show notes so that you can go and watch the video and read the article yourself. And if you want to find Chelsea, you can find her on Instagram at Chelsea the Celiac. That is celiac spelt C-E-L-I-A-C, not celiac like how we spell it in New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) And also stay tuned for the upcoming episode with Chelsea all about her diagnosis of Hashimoto's and celiac disease. I'm really excited to share that interview with the listeners. That was another episode of the That's So series. I hope you're enjoying these conversation style episodes as much as I am making them. Don't forget that on the last Tuesday of every month, there will be more episodes just like this. And if you have any suggestions of books, films, podcast episodes, articles, literally anything to consume and chat about, head to the show notes to find out how to get in touch. Which reminds me, let's connect over on Instagram. I'm at That's So Chronic. I love seeing you all listening to the podcast in different places around the world so make sure you tag me in your story so I can see. If you liked this episode leaving a review on Apple Podcasts really helps the podcast grow and if you haven't already make sure you've subscribed or pressed follow so you never miss an episode. See you next week!